Uh, good morning, universe. Good morning, universe. Uh, well, it's at least it's six fourteen now. Six sixteen. Check that out. Now my eyes are getting bad. Um, it's six sixteen. It is the thirtieth of January. I have to be at work. Well, I have to be at work in three hours and fourteen minutes. But I think I'm actually going to leave work at pretty much when I'm done recording this. Not leave work. Leave for work. Oh, oh there's my first yawn in the morning, and I've been up for an hour and a half. <clears throat> my tinnitus is is piercing. My tinnitus is bad enough that it would be reason enough to call into work if I knew it was going to be something that would sustain throughout the day. And I'm not saying it won't. Right now it's blaring. <clears throat> and, oh, I've done my pregame checklist. Hold on, pause. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, so I've been up fighting tinnitus, thinking thoughts of all sorts for about an hour and a half. And I've only cried twice, but I've cried twice. And I'm a little teary right now. Because um, I've just been vibrating and humming with energy from inside my blood like I'm electric. I've had a very... Hmm. No, not profound. I've had a dialogue inside my head about the nature of existence (laughs) that has made me comforted in the in the small nature of it. Meaning, I've had a cosmic (laughs) look at myself, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Oh man, did I never think I would like myself, let alone be this willing to engage in figuring out how deep I can know myself. How deeply even I can know myself. Once in a while, I'm just blown away by existence. The very concept of it all. How I'm even permitted to look inside my own thoughts and feel like I'm journeying somewhere of consequence knowing I'm journeying somewhere of consequence. The whole... The whole conception of consciousness is fantastic. If we get enough time to ponder it, I know that's a luxury I'm afforded that a lot aren't. I really know that. Maybe that's the whole point of why I... Why I get to speak up Because I have the time, the luxury, and the inclination to think about shit for an hour and a half. 
Yeah. And to do it four or five times today. Pause. So what kind of shit have I been thinking about? Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about... Well, I guess since it's almost 420, I've been thinking about bong hits. So how about we go do some 420 on this here pause, huh? Okay. I'm, I'm putting a preface on here because I end with, oh my God, it's 33-33, as you might have already figured out. But it's not 33-33. But the recording that I do after I do my 420 recording is 33-33. So when you put the 420 with the 3333, well, yeah, you get whatever that is plus this. I just, I don't mean to fuck with the time by giving you the wrong time because there are some time synchronicity here. 33. All right. So far, the morning is sponsored by Super Lemon Haze, um, 9290 OG, and, oh, the Golden Goat, duh. Um, it's funny, like, <clears throat> when you pick up... I don't know, six or eight new ones. And uh, <clears throat> you got the sample that now you know which two you really like. It's immediately tempting to go get those two right now. Get six or eight of each. But if you do that, you're going to find yourself on the third or fourth one getting nowhere near the effect that you get now. And... That doesn't mean that the next time I should not go get Golden Goat, Super Lemon Haze, and 9290 OG. It just means I shouldn't go get this one. Which is fascinating to me. Because <clears throat> I have a huge weed tolerance. And so does Christian, who was on my podcast. And I have not told him this yet, but the next time he's on the podcast, we will do the can you get me high enough that I say no challenge. And I don't know that we can. But I want to see if we can. Because we definitely did get high on Friday. But much of that was because we had a brand new selection of eight, while well, it was six, uh, that we were dipping into. Neither one of us has, had had any of it. And so what was proven to me, again is even those with the highest of tolerance, when they run into another variant of the plant, processed and grown and treated uniquely in its own way, well, it gets them high. And then my tolerance to these may build quicker than others. In fact, some may have so little THC body experience that they can go through an entire gram without ever feeling the effects diminish at all. And I think I can get through a gram on that level still, but I can't get through two. By the end of the second one, I'm noticing that I'm not getting as high. And by the end of the third one, I'm thinking, shit, this stuff doesn't get me high at all anymore. So, <clears throat> while I might go out and get another one each of my favorites, another round of new ones is the way to go. And <clears throat> I haven't hit the member berries yet, but I'm going to hit it next. So when the pause hits for this, uh, these Indicas, the other one, the 9290, uh, man, they're getting me high. Pause. I would love to find the perfect Indica. 
but it has to be perfect. And the the thing is, there is no such thing yet. But here what here's the perfect indica. The couch lock phenomena isn't so much that you're lazy, it's that you've got such profound thoughts going through your head, you have to sit down for them. And that's what makes movie watching such an engaging stoner activity, in my opinion, is it allows you to see profound human activity, to quench your thought necessity for profound thought direction. So you really get engaged with the movie. Because movies have, just as visual stimuli, are filled with profound moments. But sit there and zone out during a Gilligan's Island episode, which has very few profound moments, but has a few. Uh, And you'll have a journey to those on your own. Or to, what is the best Halloween costume I ever wore? Let me think about that. Okay, let's start. Well, let's start in four. Well, let's start with my fourth grade costume because that was my first best. But let's go through them all and just judge them based on what should we come up with the criteria of 14 things? Is 14 enough? Hmm, I need a pen. Hey, man, you got a pen? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you do. Pause. And the best part is your friend goes to find that pen that you asked for. And it has to be an ink pen, a marker's not good enough, so he's brought you three markers. Now you're like, fuck, dude, get me a pen. And then two and a half minutes go by. You watch a little more Gilligan's Island. He comes back with some sweet-ass fucking flare pen, perfect pen. You pick up the paper, and you're like, fuck. I don't even remember what I was going to do. All right, here's your pen back. Pause. So let's start with that as the first thought. Well, hang on, let's start with this. funny ever since friday i've been trying to get my skills up because christian's a legitimate competition and i'm not saying i've never sat in a room with fucking dudes who can outsmoke the fuck out of me fuck yeah i have there are some guys out there that will only take four foot or one gram fucking shatter hits or whatever i mean i don't need to get more extreme because i know what my tendencies are are to always push the envelope to the next level like i need to figure out how to stay high at the levels I'm smoking, because there are certain people that if they smoked as much as I would, they would be in the fucking hospital, or whatever, you know, like, the analogy isn't fair because we won't put you in the hospital, but they would be begging for some couch time, some popcorn time, some Gilligan's Island time, some play with me time, I don't even know, but they wouldn't be living the life they're living. And obviously, if I didn't smoke this much weed, I wouldn't be living the life I'm living, because as literalists will tell you, so long as they stay away from the word literalists, for a guy with a mouthful of saliva, that's a hard word. Reality is reality, right? Why am I wandering like this when the first point of conversation was to be, would I give up marijuana for the right woman? (laughs) Uh, I've asked myself this question most of my life because 
For a long time, I thought, well, I'm not going to date a fucking smoker. Gross. Still kind of think that, you know what I mean? But no fucking way. No. No, I've, I've seen the folly of putting rules on, I won't date somebody who is blank. That's a dumb fucking rule to have. Even if you only have one. It's fucking dumb. Because everybody out there is going to have something disappointing. They're also going to have 115 great surprises. But the disappointment, should it align exactly with the thing you don't want, might be there exactly to teach you how to overcome not wanting that thing. Because if everything else is there to be had, well then, you'd be a fool to pass that by. Even if it's a 100% direct conflict you deal with for the rest of your life. Because everything else will be there for you. And you will learn something. Even if you learn to reinforce that you're fucking right. (laughs) Go for it. A lifetime of reinforcement of that will serve you well in the next life when you won't have to question that ever. You'll walk in knowing, bang. So, yeah, now I guess I would. It'd have to be the goddamn right woman, though. And she'd have to have... She'd have to be adamant that that's a deal breaker. (sighs) I'm just letting that sit. Uh, Yeah, I guess I would. Oh, man, I do not know what is going on with me this morning. But that one just sent me into a bursting tear festival again. So, I'm going to go blow my nose and figure out if I'm going to cry through the next one, which I guess I am, probably. Okay. Um, The other thing about... I wouldn't change something about me for somebody. Or... I mean, would I take up um, horseback riding? Sure. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Why not? That's not the kind of stuff that's changing you. You know, would um, would I make money my number one pursuit in life? Well, no. I wouldn't. That just... That kind of... That kind of disconnect uh, is, is one of... of... I don't know, internal value. And... Why would you spend the rest of your life with somebody who disconnected with you like that? But somebody who's an avid badminton player and would only go forward in life with a partner who was going to be a partner on the badminton court? Give me a racket. What do we got to learn here? How can I help? What can I do? Make me better. All those things are fine. They're great. And so, of course... Your first obligation is to try to show somebody why your lifestyle is correct. And theirs could be enhanced if it joined yours in such capacity. And if it can't be tolerated and must come a different way, well, that's always been enough for me to say, well, then later. And two of those? Well, yeah. What are you thinking? Now you got to fight two fucking vector forces that are not going to cooperate. At some point, 
you have to realize who is and who isn't out there worth fighting for. But I would have said weed was off the table even a year ago, probably. But I realize now that it's not. And I guess maybe that is what's got me all emotional. <sighs> maybe. Alright, <clears throat> but another thing I've realized lately is a year of focusing on being kind and forgiving and understanding has made me a lot more tender person just personally. Um, and I actually have a really good example for this. But it's the kind of example that if anybody listens to who knows the situation, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Let me just say that <clears throat> I'm the kind of person who should blow his nose, so pause. Okay. I'm the kind of person who can um, see somebody's quirkiness, and if I think they have strong enough internal mechanisms, can certainly make jokes about their quirkiness, and I have had both a win and a fail in pushing that envelope, and in having had both experiences, and these experiences, I don't push this envelope often. In fact, I don't do it at all, except to the people who I think might be completely isolated in their shyness, because nobody ever reaches out to them and makes a joke that they're hit on. God, I do not know what's wrong with me. Seriously. I have tears streaming down my cheeks right now. It's like I'm hurting inside and I don't know why. I have nothing to hurt about. But I'm really sad. It's bizarre. I don't know what's going on. My tinnitus is just like, Anyway, so, I feel like the really shy and isolated among us, uh, I don't know if I count myself ever having truly been in this group, but I was certainly isolated. Well, especially the ones you see who use humor as a defense mechanism. Excuse me. Um, those people need to be... Well, obviously, everyone needs to be respected. But as I get to see people's walls of defense, I, uh, I don't accept that that's a wall that has to be there. Or accept that it's a wall that they put there. And... Uh, I don't go battering down people's uh, tenderness. But I do look for opportunities. Hang on, I pause. What's weird is that if I pause, I immediately start getting emotional. It's just like I don't want to finish these thoughts or something. Whatever. 
if I see somebody protecting themselves, if it's a vulnerability spot that is deep, I'm not going to go there. Unless we become in, intimate, probably. You know, I mean, what you're protecting at your core level, you're protecting at your core level. But that thing that you're protecting because the world has always made fun of you when you try to express it, well, that thing... Ah. Uh, hmm. That's the one. If I see that, well, I immediately notice it. And then it becomes a question of, well, can you give me an opportunity? Hold on. Okay, if this doesn't stop, I'm going to quit. This is ridiculous. I sound like, like I just got the worst news, or I don't even know what. I sound like I need to blow my nose, I know that. Okay. The, those among us who have clearly erected a, a wall of protection are obvious, they're easy to spot. They, they put the wall of protection out for people to bump into so that they know it's there. But the ones who are subtle, who are very adept at evading certain topic matters, or switching the topic, those are the ones I start to notice. Because you want to slip out of a conversational conundrum once, and maybe you're just having a weird day. But you dodge that issue another time or another time, and I notice that, then I wonder what it is that makes you not want to talk about that. And that becomes a point at which now I have to know. And I don't have to know because I want to find out if you're weird. Nope. I have to know because if that's something that you're really hiding in any way, then are you hiding it because the world beat you down and said, hide that motherfucking thing? Because if that's the case, well then yeah. Then I want to tell you Ah, that that wasn't a good message to hear. Why this is making me so emotional, I have no idea. So, let's see if I can get back to something that's less, uh, less sensitive. The, uh, the guilt that comes with having launched from the favored perch is something that uh, I quarrel with. I had some weird, weird dreams last night, including one about people with runny noses. <laughs> Literally, I shit you not. <laughs> and the people with runny noses are the people I'm supposed to trust. <laughs> now, this dream is literal, not symbolic. Well, maybe it's symbolic, but it's literal because there are two people at work and yesterday we had a conversation about how we have runny noses and these are two people I trust. So my dreams were reinforcing that. Pause, I'm going to blow my nose. But, no, there was another dream that I know is symbolic because somebody at work who <laughs> who showed up in my dream as some sort of 
impressionable entity like Sophia kept telling me she was 42. I'm 42, I'm 42, I'm 42. And we were on a galactic hopping journey. And it wasn't a long one. We just hopped once. And I remember thinking, no, you're not. No fucking way. No, you're not. And then the dream is over. I mean, that's all it was. But, and then I had one other one that was, uh, that was with, you know, had my dog in it. Another person from my past. And I just, I've really been trying to figure out a dream that I've held on to, the catastrophe dream, for a while. It's been front and center in my mind. And uh, and I've definitely changed my opinion of what it means. But I just... Boy, am I ever left uncertain of a lot. And that one... That one at least has stopped happening. So I think sometimes obsessing over a dream that I haven't had for, what, more than a year is dumb. But I don't know. That's what gets me up at 5 in the morning, I guess, too. Uh, Would I rather spend eternity in a boat full of doctors or a boat full of cleaning ladies? It's cleaning ladies, 100%. And not gender. Cleaning uh, robots. No, not. Cleaning dudes. I'll take cleaning dudes over over doctor dudes all, all year long. And uh, if you don't understand that by now, then you haven't been listening. <clears throat> Personal choice is a tableau... What's a tableau? I don't even know. It's too early in the morning. God, I got high. I'm going to have another bong hit, though. Pause. Okay. Personal choice. Um, we all have our favorite ice cream. And by this, I don't mean we all have our favorite ice cream flavor, like pralines and cream. But we all have our favorite ice cream. And it may be pralines and cream at Baskin-Robbins. That's certainly on my top five. But it's a specific ice cream, label, brand, ingredients, uh, location, whatever. Because that's how much variance there is in ice cream. Pralines and cream from Meadow Gold is not the same. It's not even close to what pralines and cream from Braskin Robbins is. And that's my personal choice. Maybe your favorite ice cream in the universe is Meadow Gold Pralines and Cream. We just are slightly different when it comes to our ice cream preferences. But that difference matters. One person's favorite is not the other person's favorite unless we both agree. That's it. And uh, that's one of the great experiences of being human is the variety of interactivity that we're that is available to us to interact with is almost limitless because some of them right now might be inventing strong word 
creating my favorite next ice cream that I don't even know about because they're an ice cream lover and they think, I bet I could do something even better. And they come up with bombardment boysenberry uh, barf bag. And I think, wow, who would name their ice cream that? Oh my God, that's good. Oh my God, that's good. Is this my new favorite ice cream? Boysenberry barf bag, here we come. Maybe. Oh, see what getting high does? Makes you fun. Okay, but personal choice. Having a personal choice. Hey, my phone's charged already? I will say this phone charges fast. Um, and look at that. It's 0707. Um, having a personal choice about what you're going to do next in life feels like it's always there. But it's not. Because we're trapped in life. We're trapped in a lot of ways. I have to go to work. I don't have a personal choice on that. I have to feed my cat. I don't have a personal choice on that. Well, actually, I do have a personal choice on that because whether or not I feed my cat really does come down to personal choice. Now, fortunately, we're all filled with enough humanity to decide to feed our cats. That isn't a decision most of us ever have to quarrel with until we're too high on Oxycontin to figure out where our cat is. Pause. Anyway, and that's that's what's so... Hmm. It's what fills me with tranquility now, is to consider something like developing my personal texture in this world is really what I'm here to do. And the world gives me a palette to paint with that is endless to choose how to do it. I can decide to be a nuclear arms dealer. I may not achieve that goal, but I can certainly decide to work toward it. Now, I was explaining to somebody recently how I always felt one of the biggest limitations coming onto this planet for me was I never really wanted anything. Meaning, I had nothing to strive toward as my purpose. I had nothing to try to accumulate as a goal of acquisition. I never thought having 15 Lamborghinis was going to make me feel like somebody in fact, I didn't really know what would make me feel like somebody. I felt like awfully somebody inside my head all the time. That somebody was here all the time. And that somebody couldn't get along with the world the way it seemed to want me to get along with it because every time I succeeded at something in the world, it never made me feel that good. In fact, often it made me feel worse for having done the things I did to get there. And so... As I've started to allow my personal choices to be based on how kind and forgiving and understanding I'm being, well, my personal choices have gotten a hell of a lot easier. Because what the world throws in front of me are opportunities to be kind. I had to call 911 again yesterday. And when I say I had to call 911, I mean I walked around a corner, started down a hallway, somebody was having the exact opposite move coming into the hallway from the other direction. And as we were about to cross each other's paths and make room for each other, he stood up straight as if posing to walk like Frankenstein and then fell backward, landed on his fucking head. I thought I was being pranked. I thought, oh my God, that's a huge commitment to the bit. And then I realized, 
This is something serious. Call 911. So the two other people in the room with me, fortunately, were competent. One got on the phone to 911 immediately, and the other one came over and took charge of what was happening medically, which was this man was having a seizure. And she was... (sighs) The presence of professionalism and calmness in a moment of chaos and emergency because I couldn't have handled the situation nearly with the competency that she did. But the emotional fucking journey I've been on in January, fuck, man. There are only so many 911 call situations I can be in before they overwhelm me. And the one yesterday involved a coworker. That's overwhelming in its own nature. <sighs> so, what the universe is trying to tell me with this string of holy shit, we need help situations, I don't know. But that's not what I was thinking about all morning because I was also thinking about what's the best gum? Everyone chews gum. Everybody chews gum. It's like masturbation. You don't always tell people what you're, what, that you even chew gum. Most people don't. We don't talk about gum. But we all have a favorite, don't we? Or we all would if we could try them all. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I, maybe gum is the kind of thing where you get tired of one, so you got to go to a new format. Maybe. But <clears throat> I have always, and, and I'll give it up to... Miss Fashionable Jean, ex-girlfriend, tried it white peppermint, the little square one that looks like a chiclet, if you remember the fucking 80s and 70s. This guy, I wonder if this is a chiclet. <laughs> um, this is good gum. This is my go-to gum. And frankly, if I had to commit to this and all other gum disappeared, I'd be like, well, they made the right choice. So I think I have a favorite gum. But in my locker at work, I've got Ice Cube's Grape, which is candy, let's be honest. But I do like chewing at work because that sense of sweet that, oh God, you know what work does? Home Depot is filled with filth. Decades of it. I can even just cough up thinking about it. So occasionally, you'll run into a scenario where you're cleaning something like a bay that hasn't been moved in 15 years, you'll be cleaning the space that it was occupying that it now no longer occupies, which is about a 4 by 12 square foot area of micro dust that has just settled under there as machinery and sweeping and people have walked through, transgressed, and kicked little tiny pieces of dust that land under stuff and never move again. But they're all about to move because you're about to sweep them up. And that shit just starts getting up in your face, or in your lungs, whatever. If you don't have gum at Home Depot to counteract that, you will find yourself with worse cotton mouth than you get smoking weed. So, that's why I'm interested in gum. Because cotton mouth and weed. But I have it at work also in what is becoming my new favorite gum. <laughs> but frankly, it's expensive. So I don't think it can replace trying it white just based on value. And that is Mentos. I've always liked Mentos. They're a goofy candy. 
but it's the right goofiness for me. That crispy, chewy stuff, fuck yeah. I wish they could invent a chip like that. That had a crispy exterior with some guacamole in it. Mmm, that'd be great. But, instead, they did Mentos into gum. Which, I mean, if that's all they could come up with, trying to come up with a guacamole chip. I mean, a guacamole inserted chip, not flavored. Well, then hell yeah. They, at least they're giving it some fucking thought. So, that's what I have for you. All right. Uh, do you need to clean a fork between meals? <laughs> well, do you need to? No, because I don't. But should you? I don't know. I'm awfully particular about hygiene when it comes to um, food, especially food preparation. Leftovers I'm not as good with. But I know what the rules are, so if I've broken them gratuitously, I do throw leftovers out without even thinking about it. However, I'll push the envelope there, but I won't push it for food prep. No, I won't I won't make a meal or start uh, baking until I have a clean area in which to execute. That is step one. So, why do I let this fork, which honestly I've been eating peanut butter with, so now it's gross. But earlier... Um, I transitioned from dinner straight over to some sherbet and I didn't clean my fork and I thought, should I clean it there? Probably not. I don't care. But when should I care? How far can you stretch that? Well, I care kind of right now because there's peanut butter on it. But if, <clears throat> if you were to just wipe something clean after every use, is it clean? How have they proven that it's not? Well, food does rot. Food gets contaminated. Food goes bad. Bless you, baby. Food goes bad. Hey, that's the first bless you. <gasps> wow. I gave a reactive bless you. I have never done that. I've never said bless you. Oh, my God. Hold on. All right. I... I might have to quit and think about what the fuck I just did. Oh, my God. Now I got that tech. All right, pause. Oh, my God. It's 33, 33.